Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. just telling me about all the things he's done this morning to maintain his and enlarge and grow his spiritual life. I'll tell you exactly what I did. I drank <laughs> a lot of coffee uh-huh. and, and watched this uh, account on TikTok go live and they play Zelda and it's called Zelda and coffee. So <laughs> I literally watched this guy play fucking Zelda for like an hour and a half and drank coffee. I ate, I ate some cereal uh, so you did nourish your body. Yes, I did put sustenance in my oh, body. That's good. What I don't see. Here's the thing. When I was probably like a senior in high school, I used to hang out with these guys and uh, we basically smoked a lot of pot, but like they, they played video games and I really never did, Yeah. but I would, uh, I don't want to phrase this. I didn't really have anything else to do. So I would sit <laughs> At their yeah. house, and I, I literally got to a point where I hated watching people play video games. Oh, really? Yeah, I hated it, and so that's part of like. But I spent probably this is where I was at like a year of my life doing something that I hated because that's where I like that's you know I could go there you know yeah I, I do I have- what I what I really needed to do right and uh, and so like I still have I have this aversion. And now that's like a thing. Like my daughters watch people play video games on YouTube all the time. And I'm just like, I don't, I, I mean, I get it. It's like watching sports. It's like esports. I have a distinct memory of going over to my friend Ben Balin's house and he is no longer with us, unfortunately. Hmm. And <clears throat> watching him and his older brother, who is also no longer with us. That's a long story. Wow. Um, they would just sit there on on Super Nintendo and play Zelda Link to the Past. No, is it Link to the Past? I think it's Link to the Past. And I didn't get those games at all. They would play that game and they would play um, they would play uh, Final Fantasy. But like we'd play like Mario and stuff, and I'd play that or Mario Party, and I'd mm-hmm. play that. But I didn't have like a video game system growing up. Oh, so like whenever I'd stay the night at their house like part of the morning would be waking up like on a Sunday morning and just, I would just sit there and watch them play. Sure. You know? And I actually liked it. Cause like I didn't, there were no stakes. Right. I just got to just passively observe, you know, and I, I grew to like that. And then this late later streaming trend of watching people play video games. I'm like, this feels kind of comfy. Like I kind of oh. like this. You know, it's weird. Well, I think what my aversion to it is has nothing to do with people playing video games and a lot more with my dissatisfaction with my life choices at the time. Oh, <laughs> ah, you're like my seeming inability to not go there. Ah, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Right. And so Maybe. then that became hating watching people play video games. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't, you didn't not like the 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 circumstances you just didn't like where you were at with that you didn't i think yes and with you know 30 years of hindsight that's i think correct gotcha yeah but you don't have to nobody you don't have to like it like you also don't have to like it it's a but i just 
I, I, I my my kids play this game Genshin Impact. Oh yeah, we're aware. And, and uh, so I I joke when, whenever they're watching people play it on YouTube, I say KGHN all Genshin all the time. <laughs> and like, what are you and talking about? Nice. I'm like, it's a it's it's from when people listen to radio, and those are call letters, and there used to be commercial announcement breaks and, and they're that's like thanks the, dad leave the room please pretty much that you're bothering us and we you don't, care. don't get it you're like oh, yeah, pretty much and, and why do we care about radio yeah what's radio right i i uh i i've started to realize like there's i i, I started to investigate my feelings of like weird not shame maybe shame maybe guilt it's probably just, shame Shame and guilt. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's nothing wrong with playing video games, but oh. I felt weird shame about it. Like it was a waste of time. Like I heard from, you know, people, parental figures, oh, yeah. authority figures in my, mm-hmm. in my youth. What a waste of brain cells that is. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And realized it's a fun little hobby that I enjoy. Kirsten calls it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she says like, I'll be sitting there playing switch or whatever, playing Mario Kart, or whatever. And she's like, She's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just playing video. And she's like, yeah, it's one of your wellness tools. There I'm you like, go. It is. Uh-huh. It's one but of yeah, my- it's that or you could stare at Facebook or TikTok or whatever the fuck. Which I also did. Right. Yeah. But that's but not that, a wellness. I mean, that's not a wellness tool. When I when that's I sit an, there, that's an avoidance tool. Yeah. Although I so do gaming. enjoy there's a couple of accounts that I enjoy um just watching them play it's like it's entertaining to me it's yeah, like yeah, I yeah. And watch espn sure it's a, that's it's the same thing but the the like the mindless scrolling to find yeah, yeah. doom scrolling never exists yeah mm-hmm. but i do like carving out a couple hours to play some video games sure i think that's okay it's one of my wellness tools steve it's one of your wellness tools see that's like because that's not the primary focus of your existence no right no, it is not Although I see these people that are like gain this huge following playing games on Twitch. I'm like, man, if I could, if I can make a salary doing that, that'd be, I think I'd be good. You can't. There was a guy, there was a guy. I think that would be very entertaining if I started. Dude, we should start a a Twitch stream. You can play the games and I'll just talk smack. Dude, I'm down to try it. You actually did that. Jesus, that was a dumb move. See how that works. I think that would be fun. I think that we might actually, we might be able to retire doing that, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm into whatever will make me rich without having to do much. Here's the thing. Like, I would love to try that because the, like to, to do it well on Twitch, you need like another person to like moderate. Stuff. And yes. also you also have to learn how to use OBS, which is a some sort of, some sort of like computer software that, you can stream and put your screen up on there. Yeah, yeah, that's. I feel like you'd be the person that would figure. So that here's out. the thing, you know, I mentioned bringing this podcast onto video. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that because it's just it's too. I was looking at what it'd take to do that realistically, and well, I mean the 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 always chilling dudes do it. They got, but I think Tom puts some time into it. Yeah, because just I'm gonna let people look behind the curtain for a second. I put a grand total of about. 20 minutes an episode into processing you know it doesn't take a lot and to make because i could just upload the zoom feed what we're looking at now up to youtube and we could do that but the problem with that is is that it um the way it records 
is it records whoever's it perceives as talking in that moment. So it's really uh, choppy. Like yeah. if I could do the side by side thing, I just upload it to YouTube and call it good. Yeah. But huh. it just it wouldn't be a super great viewing experience, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure it'll, I have to put it'll scratch somebody's minutes. itch out there, but no, I think that would be really clunky. Yeah, just I don't know. I mean, I just plus just the additional if I have to put another 20 minutes into it, I think I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a threshold, huh? We don't yeah, totally. <laughs> if I have to learn Photoshop and in, in order uh, to all put the, stuff just, up, no. I I don't I don't know. I mean, I love you and I love this, but I don't know. Well, we we'll found see. a I don't way. Know, maybe if one of our listeners out there could show me how to do it or something. I just don't feel like we're yeah. building the wheel right now. I, I was talking to a, a, a friend the other day about, because he, he was talking about starting some sort of content. He said podcast, but he had a couple of other ideas. And I said, you know, the, the most, uh, the, the, the best thing we ever do is do it. The, the best thing we ever do is just consistently do it. Mm-hmm. Like, unless something intense is uh, like we're yeah, out of yeah. town or we need, need a break. Like Joel's got a bug in his eye. Oh God. That was intense, Steve. I know. I wasn't breaking your balls. I was just saying it was a thing that happened. Yeah. That, yeah. If a bug gets like, you, like we podcasters, you podcasted from a park in St. Louis last week, but you're probably not going to do it from the dock in a box while you're right. waiting to get bug parts taken out of your eye. Like that's not, no, that's that was not. That was very uncomfortable to get very small forceps stuck into your eye socket. I will tell you. Yeah, I know. Hmm. But yeah, that like the, the, the just like the, the fact so we, that we actually do this consistently. Yeah, that we do it consistently. That it's not like a tremendous burden. It's no. Just, it's it's just doing it. Yeah, it's just what we do. It. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's wild to think that a week ago I was sitting in a car, a rental car in St. Louis. Yeah, the week that. I've had has been intense. You've had a hell of a week. I've had a hell of a week, Steve. Yeah, you really have. <laughs> well, you want to okay. talk about it or we just want to leave it there? No, we'll talk about it. I, I think that I've gained some semblance of insight, but I think it's still going to take some time to process it all. But first things first, I did do the yoga class in the park. Oh, nice. And it was fucking fantastic. Oh, great. Um, it was great um, because the rain stopped right as we all unfurled our mats. So it was the ground that, wet? That seems uncomfortable. A little bit, but it wasn't like downpour, right? So oh, okay. it was damp, but then the sun came out and it was really warm <laughs> and I was sweating. Seems, seems like it could be muggy. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. St. Louis is pretty humid it, in yeah, general. It definitely was. But it was like in, in Forest Park next to this, it's called the Grand Basin, I think, but it's like like this huge reflecting pool that faces the art gallery and there's like egrets you know those weird birds egrets egret that, yeah they were just landing around us okay and the the yoga instructor was like and twist to your right and you'll notice an egret has joined us to give us its bird medicine or whatever oh, you know it's, it's, it's so great okay i'm looking at a picture of an egret right now yeah they're really cool i saw like three or four of them that day uh-huh okay and then the Pearl Jam concert was that night. And it, it like I, those of you following along at home, yes, I got emotional even talking about it, but I was very, very emotional during that whole show. It was so great. Oh, it's catharsis. It was totally- a lot of buildup happening there. 
And, you know, the songs that I thought would really move me were, were great, but the, there was like, there was a surprise um, song that really got me. It's called Life Wasted by Pearl Jam. And um, one of the lyrics, I faced it, a life wasted. I'm never going back there again. And I just mm-hmm. thought about recovery and all. It was just like, whew, I was like, <laughs> total <laughs> Good. mess. Yeah. Um, so Those anybody, the that, concerts. anybody that I, they'll, they record every show. So they'll put out a quote unquote bootleg. Right. St. Louis 2022 show. I highly recommend anybody wants to check it out. Um, yeah, it was really special. And I got to meet. <clears throat> um, so a, a podcast that I started listening to several years ago, single podcast theory with Brad Lyons and Brad Blazek. Um, they're just, you know, a couple of dudes like us that started a Pearl Jam podcast, right? right. Really cool. And I, I enjoyed listening to them and, and they've been just, you know, they're just goofy dudes, but they really like Pearl Jam. And I kind of struck up an internet friendship with Brad Blazek and, and I, I knew that they had tickets to the show back in 2020 and I connected with them like, oh yeah, we're sitting in the same section and I'd love to meet you guys. And thank you for all the things. And he and I have stayed in contact over the last couple of years while he and I got to meet up and got to, you know. So was that the first time you guys had met in person? Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really cool. And so Brad, if you're listening, it was really cool to meet you, man. And, and we'd love to have you on. Totally. Um, So that was special. It was just a great time, but Joel, Joel, Joel's solo trip to St. Louis that day, Uh I got a text from Kirsten saying that her dad, had some you know a physical ailment and mm-hmm. they didn't know what was going on he yeah i witnessed the physical ailment because i was at the thing that they were at yeah so it was at a party for my brother who you know graduated pa school which is you know really Woo-hoo. awesome mm-hmm. and um so that was kind of scary but they're like yeah he's fine he's in the hospital we're just kind of watching it's not a big deal we don't really know he seems to be talking blah 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 everything's okay. We're going to get it checked out. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to worry too much about it. And we got, I get back on Monday and, you know, he's in the hospital and then they send him to Omaha and they realize he's got to have some stuff. I don't, I don't want to be too specific because he maybe doesn't want this out there in the world, but it was scary shit. It was like Mm -hmm. scary stuff that they had to take care of. And then that, so he had this pretty scary procedure and then the same day, my mother went to the emergency room with another thing that was kind of scary. And it was just like, so on, I think it was Wednesday, my mother was in the ER with this unknown situation. And my father-in-law was in Omaha getting a very specific procedure done that was scary and life-threatening. And it was all happening all at once. And it was just like, you know, I, I was already weighing heavy with my father-in-law and I mean, Kirsten and then all of a sudden my mom has this thing and you know I called you the day the yeah. of her kind of big procedure that kind of figured out what was going on and um I was a wreck I mean it was like you were a wreck but it was okay yeah but I I just a I appreciate you being willing to answer the phone at six in the morning whatever but it kind of brought to you know attention like I I can't I got to feel this stuff mm-hmm. to move through it. You know, like I was feeling, I was like, well, I could stuff this all the way down and just kind of all the way down, all the way down mm-hmm. or, or I could soldier through it um, 
for the benefit of everybody around me and some weird, sick, twisted idea in my head that people don't want me to be a human being. But I, I don't know. Brought up, I mean, I was just scared for my if mom. If you could just be a soulless, emotionless robot, that'd be really convenient for us. Yeah. I don't know why. Why do I think that's a thing? That people, I don't know. So it was scary. Um, it was like, you know, I, I sat, you know, I, I got to the hospital really early that that day um, because my brother who was kind of hanging out there was like, I got to go do some other work stuff. So, um, you know, I just was there for several hours in the morning and it was just like, you know, it was scary because it's somebody you love and care about in a very, you know, um, precarious precarious situation and i know that you've experienced that mm -hmm. i haven't had a lot of those experiences with my immediate parents like my dad had a heart attack when i was pretty young so i didn't really fully comprehend all that it was scary i guess but i don't know it was just it was just a hard week because there was a lot of uncertainty and it would kind of brought into question you know my own mortality my parents mortality powerlessness um, profound respect for medical professionals and yeah, all of it, like mm -hmm. all of that shit. Yeah. So it was a wild week, man. And it feels like, you know, last week's podcast, it was like a month ago. You yeah. Know? It feels like it. And I wasn't even going through all that. Yeah, man. Directly anyway. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, I, you know, it's like what happens in those moments is like, you know, I was sitting in a work meeting and I can just, it sounded like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I got to get out of here. I, I, you know, like I got to go to the hospital. I can't be here. This is ridiculous. It just snaps into focus priorities, you mm -hmm. know? Anyway. So that's yeah. kind of what, what happened to me this week without going into too much detail. Cause it's really some of that shit's not my story to tell, you know, but my experience with it is, and it was really enlightening and very difficult. But uh, it's been my experience that as we grow older, that's going to happen more often. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. The circles are going to start getting a lot smaller. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Uh huh. And that's a that's a thing that like I can intellectualize, mm -hmm. but it's meant to be experienced. Sure. You know, it's meant to be felt. Like I can say, "Oh yeah, that's a truth," but until you kind of until you're in the middle of it, in the middle of it, it doesn't. Yeah. You don't know what that's going to feel like. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, can I change the subject? <laughs> Please. <laughs> sure. Sure. All of that's been processed. Go ahead. Oh, good. <laughs> we can always revisit too, if you need to oh, you know, yeah. come back. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. I, uh, <laughs> so we all got new phones yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Which is kind of a big deal, you know? You've been uh, you've been rocking a an older uh, iPhone for yeah iPhone time. eight Holly and I have been on iPhone eights for well two years probably and uh and wow. daughter number uh, my oldest daughter had the oldest phone which she was thrilled about which was an oh, iPhone I'm five sure. iPhone five with sixteen gigs of RAM so she could store like four pictures on it <laughs> at any given time I uh, yeah. couldn't even update it and I mean daily we'd get reminded that her phone was really old you yeah. know. Yeah. So it finally got to the point that we're like, okay, all right, all right, it's time. We'll we'll do it. Our phones were like paid off, and so uh, we. So today's podcast is brought to you by T-Mobile. 
not oh, Verizon. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I made. I've been on Verizon for a decade, probably since I started whoa, working for Star. So you switch from Verizon to T-Mobile. Correct. So far, that's going well. It's been all of 20, not even twenty-four hours, but it seems to be going okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, largely because again, today's podcast is brought to you by T-Mobile because we were able to switch all four of our lines. We all got brand new iPhones. Um. We got 14s. The girls got 13s and mm-hmm. uh, and we're and all unlimited 5G connectivity. No, you know, a Netflix thing and some other side benefits for yeah. $30 a month less than we were paying Verizon for all of our old shitty phones. Let me know how that coverage works out for you, buddy. OK, that's been my experience. That's really? been my experience. That's been well, it's been troubling. It's been troubling. Okay. In Crete. Bye. Yeah, but that's, I mean, maybe around Lincoln is totally fine. You know, maybe it's well, I, I will different. say in, in at our house, we have a lot fewer bars than we did on Verizon, but it doesn't seem to be a problem. Nah. And the 5G connectivity is still good. And um, yeah. I, it may be an issue in Syracuse. We'll see. Um, but like, okay, so first of all, so I, that is, I mean, that's kind of a concern. We'll see. Sure, so sure. far, it's going fine. Um, and I like, we go to Omaha. It'll be fine. Right, right. Um, so, um, the guy that helped us, his name was Justin, huge shout out to Justin at the 48th and OT mobile store. Um, he made that all very, the, the hardest part of it was, was transferring data from Holly and I's iPhones to our new ones because mm-hmm. we had tons of data and it just took forever. Right. And it was covered in dust because the phones were so old. Kind of, but I mean, it just took a long time and, uh, but that was nothing on, but I mean, like that process usually is a nightmare. Yeah. And it totally was not right. It was very easy. And like, I, cause I stopped in there a week ago just to do some recon and see what the deal was, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I've been texting the guy on and off, like he gave me his personal cell phone numbers. I have any questions? Let me know. So we kind of hammered out the details just over mm-hmm. text. I wasn't even in the store, you know, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So that shout out to Mr. Justin for, you know, customer service above and beyond. Right. Yeah. yeah. He made that process really, uh, it could have been hell and it wasn't so right. at least nice. not so far. Um, so anyway, like we, we go all four of us into the store and we get in there. <laughs> there's this like a guy and what looked like his parents all wearing, like, let's go Brandon fuck Joe Biden wear. Sweet. And I'm like, Oh, this is how this is going to start. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I immediately, I was like, I'm like, I'll, I'll say, uh, they didn't look super healthy. Okay. The, 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 the son looked like, you know, he, I guarantee you had a punisher to cow on his truck, <laughs> um, that the starter pack, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and the parents, they just didn't look good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just like, they didn't, they just didn't look healthy. A lot right. of poor life choices happening in that situation. Sure. sure. Um, so I was like, great. So anyway, whatever they left and that was fine. It was just kind of, but it was one of those, I walked in like, Oh, that's how this is going to start. Cool. Yeah. Um, whatever is non thing. And then, uh, so then we're, while we're waiting for the stuff to transfer this, <laughs> I see this red, uh, Dodge pickup pull in with the full on two Trump 2024 flags, the whole, that whole thing, you know the what I'm whole, saying? All the regalia. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, this will be interesting. Let's see how this goes. And this, this kid walks in, he's like maybe 20. Yeah. You know? 
and he was there to pay his cell phone bill because it had been shut off. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, maybe you shouldn't have bought those flags. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we're, we're making good life choices here. Um, yes. And I can say that because I, I mean, I, I, I know that scene all too well is what I'll yes. say from when I was that age. But uh, I was thinking as, as I was I had nothing to do. I was literally just waiting. And uh, I was thinking, God, if all, if like my family wasn't here, it would be so fun to go full like uh well a combination of like Ali G and uh yeah. Harold and Harold and Maud when he's when he when he's talking to the general, you know, like I could stab people with bayonets. Yeah, um yeah, I can, I can stab them in the face. And the general's like, uh <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, just you to- know, go up to him and be like, you know, I hear T Mobile doesn't uh, track when you try to overthrow the government. No, I, I was thinking more along the lines. I mean, yeah, I, I yes, but also like just walk up to me like, dude, bro, sick flags, man. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. And just kind of and have it, you know, see how he reacted that and like, so yeah, fuck them, huh? Fuck Joe Brandon, right? Fuck, fuck Joe Biden. And just, yeah, and just kind of really get really excited about that in the yeah. store. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. like on the following him out to his truck in the parking lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> all in. All, all in. in. Yeah. Whole hog. Yeah. Whole hog. Like, yeah, it's a good thing your family was there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I thought, God, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> just, just, to, just to show him what he's projecting. Yeah. Well, you could play that game of chicken pretty far. I mean, like, yeah, man, we're, we're going, I'm going to a rally right now. We're going to put on the, we're going to put on the white hoods, man. Yeah. You want to come? And then you're you're knee deep in a KKK meeting or something. Eh. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. <sighs> but anyway, that was kind of, that was uh, you know, it's just like really, man. Yeah, it, it's like that, a- is if, if that if your identity is let's also talk about so like for example, if your identity is supporting. Things like uh, rounding up a bunch of vulnerable humans under false pretenses and further making their lives worse just for a political stunt. I I did not follow that that story very well. I really don't know the details of that. Yeah, it's I I don't know what this. It was like Governor DeSantis mm -hmm. pulled some prank to. Well, he lured people with the promise of like, hey, come on this trip and we've got jobs for you and. Yeah, all the all your problems are going to be solved. Kind of situation. They flew into Martha's Vineyard. Oh boy! Right, where they were taken care of at an army base. You know, yeah. Which of course got you know. Well, see, they got rid of them, right? Well, actually, what they did was they they took them to a place where they could take care of them with literally no notice. Yeah, I feel like um, a bunch of white people asking immigrants to travel with promises is pretty on brand for the United States. Well, hundred percent. And, uh, well, and that's, I saw, I don't agree with this a hundred percent, but it, it's pretty close where think about this for a second, people willing to round up people and put them on planes or just a hop, skip and a jumping away from rounding them up and putting them in box cars. Yeah. It's like, well, these people are not people. They're not people that, no. yeah, let's cut through all of the not historical context there, but that's, mm-hmm. that's really the, that's really the thing that these folks, and, and let's be real. There is a lot of ways in which a lot of different ideologies do that to like tokenism, 
look at me standing next to whoever this person is and what they look like to make myself, they're, they're not a person with a story and an experience. They are there to make me look like I'm good. That is happening on all sides of things too. So it's like, Oh, there's fine people on both sides. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, I mean, yeah, the, the, the dehumanization of that it's, I mean, well, uh, somebody else said, uh, it's, it's like using, ordering like humans like you like a, they were used as like a like a like you ordered a bunch of pizzas as a prank yeah that's yeah, kind like, of the level of yeah it's a prop what they're considered as yeah you're using people as a prop yes for the story you're trying to sell right um yeah i don't know all the details of that but it didn't look good i mean especially when it's like you see like you know Lindsey graham involved or ron DeSantis involved it's like yeah i don't probably trust that at all yeah, yeah, but it but it but it appeals to the base because again, the cruelty is the point. Right. The point is just to be cruel and ha mm-hmm. ha ha. Mm-hmm. It's really that's the point because mm-hmm. that's what their fan base wants mm-hmm. is cruelty. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. We don't want cruelty. Well, but we're going to support it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get down to it, I mean it's. You know, it's uh, the white supremacy will always show through in those scenarios, right? That the, mm. the, the, the feeling of um, superiority and um, inherent racist violence will always kind of come to the surface. And, and but the defense, that's the thing that I think is really scary about the the recent like exposed fascism that's happening is that they don't care. It's like the, they don't the, care. Quiet, the, everybody gets to say the quiet part out loud and it's kind of something to, to be proud of. Yes. You know? You're no longer trying to couch it in anything else. Nope. That's, you know, like that's the thing it's, it's, well, really- that's, I was thinking about that kid in his truck and the flags and like, <sighs> it's such low hanging fruit for the machine that manufactures that shit. Because you got a kid who's obviously struggling financially. Um, that's all I know about him because he came in to pay his cell phone bill late. So that's yeah, pretty obvious, you know, um, who probably is working at a job that doesn't pay very much and is probably shitty. Let's just I'm making a bunch of assumptions here. Sure. Um, but he was definitely not, you know, he wasn't the, wearing the frat boy uniform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, he didn't come in driving the, you know, whatever. He, right. you know, obviously is not well off financially for whatever reason but and as and is uh well inheriting a world that just isn't great mm. you know and rather than it's that's it goes back to um the idea of well <laughs> i i just flashed on um the usual suspects you know the greatest devil trick the devil ever pulled was con- convincing the world it didn't exist yeah and uh this is like the greatest trick that um, corporations have pulled as convincing people that it's it's other poor people that 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 they aren't the problem right and yeah. uh and the you know the 0.01 percent and that's um the people that literally have all of the money yeah the very small group of people that have most of the money mm-hmm. and the rest of us here's the thing tangents but related yeah. i was yeah. listening to rob bill's 
most recent podcast this morning or yesterday morning. Is that the one on and, hope. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I hadn't listened. He hadn't put one up for a while, and I hadn't listened to Rob for a while. Mm-hmm. And I went immediately back to his. The first things he started talking about were uh, he was making a, an, an analogy about grocery stores, and there's more on that maybe later. But uh, he started like is what Kristen sent him to the store to get. They were out. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about they went he he went to the store to get um uh, pineapple sparkling water and they were out uh-huh. and i'm like you southern california it just sent up all of my oh fuck you rob you know and then he started talking about they didn't have the pineapple sparkling water but they did have these purple potatoes <laughs> and i'm like okay all yeah. right did you wear your thousand dollar sneakers into the Ralphs? Is that, you know, I really got, I'm like, I don't know if I can listen to the rest of this just based yeah. on that. But yeah. he eventually, you know, got into the actual potatoes, meat and potatoes of the thing. And mm. always talking about was um, starting to talk about is um, again, and this is a kind of a recurring thing with him and other spiritual type things, which is that there is no separation it's all intertwined mm. and the thing that he was talking about yesterday that actually got my attention and made me realize remember why i like listening to rob bell is that um we the short version i'm summarizing because he's going to talk about this for weeks probably because it takes that much but uh is that we create our own realities mm. and we are also an integral part of creating our reality yeah and um what we do whether it's choosing to buy a certain product at the grocery store which will then influence the buying habits of that grocery store mm-hmm. or what we click on and watch on the internet which will then influence what kind of content is continued to be created on the internet mm-hmm. down to sub subatomic particles which change the way they behave whether they're being watched or not um like we have a very active role in creating not only our reality, but reality in general. And um, so it's like, where do we put, where do we put our, our energy? Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, the thing of, um, well, you know, I saw on the internet and it just made me some, well, well, why did you like, why did you see that? Yeah. Well, because I was looking at it ah. <laughs> and so oh hope he's talking about hope not being an emotion or a thing and why it seems so hard to kind of come by yeah. it's because hope is not hope is uh it's kind of you have to take responsibility for it yeah and then it's not this flashy flowery thing it's something a little bit deeper than that and, and it, it's about taking responsibility. And I went way off on my original point, which I've totally forgotten what I was going to circle back to. That's fine. There are, like I had to quote another Rob Bell thing. There are no tangents. Okay. Yeah, sure. Good. But uh, so I'm thinking about this kid. And so I, like I was, had listened to that Rob Bell cost. I'm looking at this kid and I'm thinking you poor bastard. And I actually had some like sympathy for him. Empathy. I don't know, because he's obviously, <sighs> for whatever reason, not like he's been uh, conditioned. That's- to, here's my point. He's been conditioned to think that it's somehow Joe Biden's fault. And 
Well, even though you, oh, you want to go all the way down the rabbit hole, man. Oh, oh, so, so are we. Yes. I, given. Yes. Yes. Um, God damn it, Joel. Now you made me lose my train of thought. I had the whole point. <laughs> now it's gone. Yeah. That train oh. was that train would go. Which is here's the thing. What I, if I could if I could, it kind of goes back to what Alok uh fade men mom ven mom alok yes. Yes. Alok. Alok was saying is that um like if you're voting against um say brown people mm-hmm. or poor people mm-hmm. unless you happen to be a billionaire you're also voting against yourself yeah yeah right maybe not today but in five years ten years because those folks the people the very small group that have all the money they're coming for the rest of it yeah and your rights i i i want to say that I think that, you know, what I'm hearing you say, and this is maybe more reflective than specific, but um, we, uh, you know, I notice this and I notice this every time there's a mass shooting that there is this, um, there's this narrative that comes out where we're blaming society, right? That the the talking heads or the the news stories or the or the even the conversations around the water cooler or people who have happened you know a couple of white dudes who have podcasts god forbid start blaming society right that right it's society's fault and that's such a othering of the thing that you're it's like blaming the ocean for the water it's and the, the, that's rob the point rob bill is making is that we are society we are society yeah. we are the committee if we yeah. want to change something we we are that we are the thing that's doing that mm-hmm. And there is a tremendous, um, you know, I, I, I yeah, it, it, there's a lot of threads that just open up in my mind when you were talking about the guy in, in the, in the phone store, it's like, somehow we have all been super conditioned no matter what. Yeah. Unless we're, you're a billionaire, pretty much 99.9% of the population of the United States has been, um, conditioned to worship at the feet of capitalistic gain as a way to show success or well-being and well-being yeah that that you know the scariest thing i think for those people that in the in the one percent is that if we started putting a value on on internal peace and happiness that is accessible all the time regardless of how much is in your i mean yeah there's basic needs sure but if as a whole, we started to decide that perhaps if we took care of everybody's basic needs, then everybody could be happy and then we wouldn't need to buy more shit. Yeah, that's a disaster. That's a recipe for that. Absolutely cannot happen. Yeah, that's scary for all that. Right. Yeah. The, the yeah. whole thing had just come crumbling down. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. that's why socialism is such a scary word. That's right. why they turn that into a pejorative. Mm-hmm. You know? Because the scariest thing, I mean, I don't know, this is more Marxist than socialist, but if you want to, you know, like if you have people who has, who are controlling the means of production and are able to not have to disassociate their themselves from what they do, and they can also have a holistic wellness experience in their life, in their very short lifetime, then you don't need a holistic wellness experience. Jesus, you know, I, I kind of, kind of horse shit is that. 
I thought of, I mean, this goes back to witnessing my parents in the hospital. I mean, I know that my mom and my father-in-law have certain medical benefits that provide that experience for them where it's not going to be the end of the world because they went to the hospital. I mean, it's going to be expensive, but it's not, the right. end of the world, you know, and I think about, you know, um, the fact that, that our, our own health and well-being is based on having financial protection is a clear indication that this system really, really puts a more value on what you can gain financially and materialistically than actually being happy, happy and healthy. And, and so long it has connected those two. The lie is that those two things are intertwined. If you want to be happy and healthy, you have to have material success. In America, it helps to have material success if you want to be healthy. Right, which is totally fucked. Yeah. And I think that I think that there could be. It's very expensive to be poor in America. Yeah, but it could be that we are going to experience over time uh, a reckoning with that. Wasn't enough time, Michael. <laughs> Wasn't enough time. Mm. I don't know. I I see like I'm trying <laughs> I want I'm trying to uh get solar panels installed in all of our green space where I work. We have a lot right. of it. Right. That's doing nothing currently. Right. Um and I'm I'm already getting pushback on it. We don't want to siphon too much energy from the sun. Then we won't I know. Sun. Well, see, but the that solar stuff it takes that takes maintenance. It's, that's yeah. not free. I'm like, well, yes, obviously the infrastructure is not free. I'm not <clears throat> delusional. It's but a good thing the, that, but that the last fracking time I, doesn't take any maintenance either. Right. Or, you know, global military presence. <laughs> yeah, all the way. Go all the way. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of expensive. And by the way, have you ever even seen a picture of an oil refinery? We even just Googled oil refinery and looked at the pictures. I'm pretty sure those take a little bit of maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's all, all of the arguments against it are very not, they're just, oh, they're just Fox news talking points is all they are. And there's yeah. no depth to it whatsoever. In fact, another guy, I kind of got tag teamed. He's like, well, those things, you know, take maintenance. I'm like, I'm like, well, yes, all things take maintenance. See, they're all the same. I'm like, that's actually factually incorrect. <laughs> comparing comparing a windmill to an oil refinery, yeah. that's, that's kind of a stretch. Like, how do you think gasoline gets into your car? <laughs> like, where do you think that comes from? Ferries? Well, that's, that is an interesting point to the idea of people not understanding that politics is not is not a popularity contest or, or an entertainment show or just signing up for somebody's ideology politics are how we arrange ourselves and how we do things and there yeah. we can decide how those things go you know like it is it is the people doing those things that decides how those things go it's <clears throat> perhaps easier to abdicate that to some sort of despot leader but mm. they're not really interested in doing those no on the ground sort of actions it's like well unless it's kicking people in the head with their boots Right. Unless it's unless it's just really easy rallying people to hurt other people to yeah. get more votes. It's like, well, 
actual politics is boring ass policy of infrastructure right. maintenance and organizing. Right. And it's like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I listen as much as I hate to talk about the fucker. I, uh, I listened to the audio clip of Donald Trump talking about his process for declassifying documents. Oh my goodness. And I, I just thought anybody that listens to this and think that's my guy is a moron. Well, period. Sorry. Yeah. I, I no shame for saying that I'm being no. very judgmental of you listen to that and think, yep, you're a moron. But, but if you do sign up for that idiot, wouldn't it be nice to just let go of any sort of um, social responsibility to yes. understand how things work and just yep. let somebody, I mean, that is monarchy King thinking. That's so that interesting. Is- Cause I witnessed that with this solar discussion. Yeah. It wasn't based on, there was no facts. There was no facts. It was just, I don't like it. You know, and, and the interesting thing is that a lot of, I mean, the, 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 the Venn diagram of folks that follow, and this is, here we go. It's one circle. Yeah. The people that, that, that uh, claim to be a part of what really was a revolutionary spiritual faction against the Roman government and people that really love Donald Trump for president and that sort of conservative thinking are, are, is one circle. The interesting thing is that the whole idea behind, you know, that sort of religion flavor is that they were pretty much trying to overturn a Caesar having that sort of like, well, I think it, therefore it is divine. Therefore it is the law. Mm. So for Trump to say, well, I can just think that things are declassified and they are is very, is it's, that's the thing we left the monarchy for, Mm. you know, the other thing that that goes back to the, my previous point of the greatest trick that's been pulled is thinking that Donald Trump, gives a flying fuck about you and your yeah. family no. and your country. He doesn't care. He couldn't yeah. care less. He's literally just fleecing every single thing that he can for his own benefit. And yeah. now to keep himself out of prison. The other thing too, is that I was, I was talking to Kirsten. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to like take a, I'm not a compassionate view, but just like, okay, let me try to think about this. The guy has no filter. He really doesn't have the intelligence to sort of think about things. He's just stream of consciousness all the time. So whatever he thinks he says, whatever he said was a president saying it. So in his mind, he's not a president. Right. No. But if he thinks it, he says it. So therefore it is declassified, right? Because whatever he thinks he says. So if he thinks it, he's saying it. It's just like. Oh, you have no filter. You have no ability for self-control. Therefore, of course, you think what you think you think is something you're saying. Kind of like me right now on this podcast. Yeah, but I'm not declassifying any documents. Not today. No, no. That was our past guest and Diacetus. You know, it's like her our president. She made the thing of comment of like our president thinks he can declassify documents by just thinking about it. I don't know what else there is to say. But I had to chime in and just say, maybe you didn't hear. Maybe you didn't understand. President Trump said that he could de- declassify documents just by thinking about it. What don't you understand? Yeah. I don't think you heard correctly. President Trump. <laughs> said that he could do it case closed yeah jesus 
So that goes back to now hope. Hope. And our responsibility for it. I got to listen to that before I open my mouth because I'll listen it's to that. It's a lot. Everybody the first 20 listen. minutes made me crazy. Like I was out on a walk and I'm like, I'll, I'll power through because yeah. I know that, that Rob does this to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and it took about 20 minutes, but then we started getting into the meat of it. I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. Yeah. I tend to, um, I tend to fall into the, uh, I think uh, I, I, I for a long time equated hope with desire. Right, which is a which is really a a a, a suffering machine that yes. like abandon the idea of hope and you can actually find peace. Yes, that's kind of where I'm at. But I I'm sure that he has a very more uh, a, a more um, interesting take. Abandon on all hope, ye who enter here. Right, like abandon hope. The idea of letting go of 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 thinking. Well, about that's a, like hope. Because, hope can be perilously close to expectations. Yeah. And expectations mm-hmm. are premeditated resentments. Yes, which or, then, which then, you know, manifesting itself in not great ways a lot of the time. Yeah, so it's like I want to, I want things to be different. I'm hoping for them to. Be I better. want thing. I want things to be different. And so I am not where I am. I'm not in the moment. I'm not here. I'm not present. Right. Yeah. So hope is really fickle. I think hope is really fickle. Oh. it can be but I think that's where I was thinking about uh, oh Martin Luther King and Malcolm X this morning kind of ran, not ran but like how because like, those guys saw some shit mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know and oh, yeah. to, the, to stand up in the face of all that and kind of the different and I'm not a scholar of this by and I would love for somebody to correct me if this is the case but the two kind of mindsets that those two guys represented which is that Malcolm X was like ain't nobody going to give you shit right you have to take it that's it mm-hmm. and uh, and where Martin Luther King was a little less direct perhaps yeah. on that level a little more aspirational, a little more um, idealistic, maybe. But yeah, man, there are but, some, some sermons of his that are. Oh, good are, God. Yeah. Pretty don't intense. say words don't have you know effect because we've right. seen that work both ways. Um, they the, killed both of them. Yes. You know? They, yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. yeah. They killed both of them. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> Yeah. So anyway, like the, the, the speech Martin Luther King gives the night before he's killed is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but like just his ideas along the lines of like, you have power to, for example, spend what little money you do have places that, you know, you don't have to spend money at places that are actively persecuting you. Like you Mm -hmm. do have the power of the purse. You don't have much money, but spend the money you have places that will benefit you long-term kind of thing. Like that kind of I, I, yeah. empowerment, you know? Right. Put, put your time, effort, resources, energy into things that are moving things in the direction that you want. Instead yes. Of, instead of being oppositional. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that those, that there's power in that both as a, a collective to enact large scale change. And also just so that you can exist in the world <laughs> with yeah. some, with some feeling of, of, um, agency. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, because I, you know, I think that it, I think I've even said that you know on this on this podcast with you before that um, the idea of kind of my spiritual path being one, if you boil down, you know. Uh, I think it's Bhikkhu Analyo says, like, if you could boil down all of the Buddha's teachings to five letters, it would be L-E-T-G-O, let go, like, let go. Oh, so that, but yeah. that could be very nihilistic to somebody who really kind of wants to just check out. Right. <laughs> not, yeah, that's a, not, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, because there's 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 the Ooh, he's a nihilist. He doesn't care about anything. Yeah. <laughs> let go and not care and, you know, just play zelda until while the word world burns is really right. not is really not the point and um yeah it, it is uh well it's uh, it's impossible agency. i like well, that to the idea of agency that you're taking some action towards something rather than just being oppositional yeah and i think that's i think that's the larger point that rob's going to wind his way to over the next few weeks you know he's doing a whole series on this is that yeah like, yeah okay kind of by accident but that's what so anyway mm. it's it's the audacity of hope oh boy <laughs> <laughs> i uh i you know it's so crazy though that like i don't know i've let go of a lot of a lot of um uh uh people who you know um adhere to that particular flavor of the divine in my life but i cannot i keep i keep rob bell close to me too it's some, something about he's sort of a, a sage in that way you know mm -hmm. like i really do appreciate his his view on well I mean, he's definitely you know a privileged white person in america that's very true but he's also very subversive yeah mm -hmm. yeah i agree which you know so good for him i'm mm -hmm. glad he can buy the sneakers because he's kind of fighting the good fight. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and then when I run out of, you know, my favorite uh, flavor of LaCroix, I mean, it's a it's a crisis, too. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Pineapple. <laughs> Jesus. I like the pineapple and coconut. There's nope. No, mm -mm. no coconut. No coconut. Have you ever Not had in sparkling water? Have we talked about the coconut LaCroix before? Steve? Yes. Tastes like sad. Tastes like carbonated suntan. Oh, so tastes like tastes like a summer in 1989. Tastes maybe. like Tropicana. Yeah, baby. Whatever. Um, you gotta watch at least the first. Uh, there's a comedian on Netflix. His name is Shang Wang. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Okay. He's great. Uh, kind of idiosyncratic, but he's a comedian, so you know. Perfect. Yeah, I I watched the first probably half hour of a special and enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Yeah, you mentioned him before. I definitely yeah, yeah. checked that out. Kirkland, Costco. <laughs> if you if you're buying your pants from Kirkland, you have given up. You give up. Then, he's, but he's saying it in the sense that like you've you've let go of your ego and you're beginning your spiritual journey. Congratulations, man. Exactly. That's kind of his point. It's great. The, the church of, I mean, in 20 years, Costco will be a mega church where people go to let go of their ego and just like, like let go of all 20 years, uh, bro. Worldly, it's already happening. <laughs> the lie is that you're letting go of the world's fashion uh, demands on you and just being, you know, practical. And really, you're just buying cheap pants. Yeah. And good tires. And good tires. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. I got to go. You got to go. <laughs>
Mic drop. I'm out, says Steve. What are you doing, man? Where you got to go so quickly? I got the... <laughs> We were just getting started. I thought this was going to be like no. a Joe Rogan three-hour episode. No, nope. I don't want okay. no no part of that. <laughs> Nobody wants a part of that. No, I don't know how they do that. I don't know. A lot of weed. What are you doing I today? Yes. Um, Hall and I are going to go see the cult tonight in Omaha. Oh fuck, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be great. Uh huh. I'm interested to know how they what improvements they made to Sokol Auditorium. Yeah, I kind of am too. I haven't been in there in a long time. Many moons. The last time I think was to see Henry Rollins like 15 years ago, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the, now called the, the Admiral. I, was, I think the last time I might have been there was with Casey to see Ween. I don't know that. I've oh, seen wow. Him. That's a long time ago. I don't know that I've seen anything in there. since. That's a long time ago. That's 2005. Yeah, because, well, I know I saw the faint there, but I think that that was before that. Huh. Yeah, yeah I'm was... curious to see what, what it looks like now. Yeah. Well, let me know. I will. Oh. If I if I call it, maybe if I, if, <laughs> if I start crying in a park, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's kind of, that kind of band for you. Although, no, it's maybe, not. I don't, I don't it'll know. It'll be fun. Whatever. It's a rock and roll yeah. show. I love it. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be very good. That'll be great. Well, I'm glad we fixed everything. Yep, we did it. We fixed it all. We, uh, you know, we're moving through big life shit. And we um, we went on a very uh, wild and uh, circus uh, political conversation that was really cathartic and got us nowhere. (laughs) There was catharsis. There was. That's that's all that needed to happen. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I feel better. I do feel better. It's nice to know that, you know, we have friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been the trying to be better podcast with Joel and Steve. I never introduced it. Um, find our, find us on uh, socials and um, toot your hooter. We haven't, we haven't toot. reminded everybody to just toot that hooter as loud toot as you your can. Hooter, loud as you can wave that flag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Later. Love you. Love you. stranger hello there stranger does this road go all the way to little rock i've been standing here all day and it hasn't gone nowhere yet hello stranger hello again stranger your corn looks awful little and yeller i planted the little yeller kind Hello, stranger. Well, hi there, stranger. I don't believe you're too far from a fool, are you? Believe what? I said I don't believe you're very far from a fool. No, that's right, son. Just this guitar and mandolin here between us. Hello, stranger. Well, hi, uh, stranger. How'd your potatoes turn out? <laughs>
They didn't turn out at all. I had to dig them out. Hello, stranger. Well, hello, stranger. Can't you see that your roof is leaking? Why don't you fix it? Well, right now it's raining too hard, and when the sun's a shining, why it don't leak? Hello, stranger. Well, hello there, stranger. Have you lived here all your life? Not yet. stranger. Hello there, stranger. You're not very smart, are you? No, but I ain't lost. Don't forget, toot your hooter.